up, Pharmacy Nation? I'm Pharmacy Joe. Thank you for being a listener of the Elective Rotation, a critical care and hospital pharmacy podcast. This is episode 705. In this episode, I'll discuss subcutaneous insulin for the treatment of diabetic ketoacidosis. I have all the evidence supporting today's show linked up in the show notes at pharmacyjoe.com slash episode 705. Diabetic ketoacidosis, or DKA, is a serious condition with high mortality if not treated properly. The usual treatment for DKA involves IV insulin with frequent monitoring. For most hospitals, this means admission to the ICU is necessary to provide the appropriate nurse-to-patient ratio given the intensity of treatment and monitoring. It is possible that subcutaneous administration of insulin could reduce the acuity of care required for DKA patients and allow them to be cared for in a general medical unit. A group of researchers at Kaiser Permanente San Jose Medical Center implemented a subcutaneous insulin protocol for DKA patients and have published their results in JAMA. The study is a retrospective cohort study that includes a pre- and post-implementation period. The study spanned over 20 hospitals. There were over 4,000 patients in the pre-implementation group, over 3,000 in the post-implementation group. The protocol involves starting management in the emergency department with an initial dose of 0.3 units per kilo sub-Q of insulin glargine and 0.3 units per kilo sub-Q doses of insulin Lispro every four hours until the glucose dropped below 250. Once out of the ED, the Lispro dose dropped to 0.2 units per kilo sub-Q. The full protocol is available in Table 1 of the study, which has access with free full text. After implementation, 80% of patients were able to start treatment with sub-Q insulin, which was more than a five-fold increase from the pre-implementation rate. There was a 57% rate reduction in patients needing ICU admission and a 50% rate reduction in patients being readmitted within 30 days in the post-implementation group. The authors reported no significant changes in hospital length of stay and rates of death between implementation periods. The protocol is still a detailed and complex management protocol that requires significant nurse training and engagement. However, glucose measures start out every two hours and decrease to every four hours once the glucose drops below 250 and is often the need for Q1 hour glucose measurements that require the lower nurse to patient ratio that the ICU provides. The published protocol does not list the frequency of electrolyte lab draws and replacement. This is an exciting study that can potentially free up ICU resources. However, I would not expect to start using sub-Q insulin immediately for DKA as extensive nursing education will be necessary to develop the ability to implement such a protocol on a general medical unit. To access my free download area with 20 different resources to help you in your practice, go to PharmacyJoe.com free. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you in the next episode of The Elective Rotation.